Oh my goodness gracious. If you guys, listen, I've been inundated with emails. If you give me just a minute to, because to, people are furious if they don't get an email returned within like 15 minutes. So this is terrible. So give me, give me just a second to, to fix these. How about you let me help you with that, Pastor? And who, who are you? Who do you think I am? I'm everything you wish you were, everything you wish you could be. You can just call me Diesel. You don't really look like a diesel to Test me. Test me, pastor, and find out. So exactly why is it that you're here? Face it, pastor, you're a good guy, a good-looking guy. Thank you. You dress nice, you sound nice, but when you get cut, you bleed red. But when I get cut, I bleed Red Bull, workout, energy drinks, and, you know, post Workout, well, free oh, workout, like man's man, that's what I am. It looks like you bleed post-cookout. I'm not sure. Uh, huh. Just a thought. Funny, hurtful, <laughs> yet that's what my goal is here, to pull out this nastiness in you, this, this dirtiness, this, dare I say, to express your anger. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 I'm not angry. I'm, I'm good. I just need to address these emails. It's no problem. I'm fine. I'm spiritual. I'm good. I ain't good. Yeah, 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 you're good. You're good. I'll just stand right back here and uh, just pop two cents in every now and then. Let's see. Dear Pastor Chris, we attended your 1130 service recently and were extremely taken back, all caps, by the volume of the music team. The Bible says make a joyful noise, but this was pushing it. You should really consider turning it down. Okay. Dear Harvey, I so appreciate your attendance. And your concern. No, that's, no, 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 no. That's not how we're responding here. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Write this down. Dear Harvey, where do you get off? Okay, number one, you're not even a core member, so don't even talk to me. Number two, 8,000 people at our worship experience, yet you're the only one that is upset about the music. Number three, I'm the senior pastor. Where do you get off emailing me? Email Josh Whitehead at faithpromise.org. Oh, oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I, I, I can't say that. Why not? Why well, not? You're feeling it. You're th- thinking it. No, I'm not thinking yes, it. Are. No, 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 no. Let me fix that. Hold, erase all that weight. Dear Harvey, uh-uh. thank you for your email, praying for you and your sweet wife. Please contact Josh Whitehead at Fake Promise. <laughs> no, 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 no. You just said that we couldn't say that yet. Oxymoron. Well, no, no. I said we couldn't say all of it. Okay. So we're just, okay. 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 Let's get loosey-goosey with this next one. Okay. Feel it. Yeah. Spiritual gift, anger. Go Listen, for it. if anger's a gift, I'm I'm taking it back to the store. You don't have to Listen, I'm not angry. Wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. Here's let me let me dear Pastor Chris, I know that God loves me. He wants me to be happy. Mm-hmm. I'm just not feeling the zest in my relationship anymore. Does the Bible say anything about open marriages? Are you Listen, are you kidding me? What? I got this one. Karen. You adulterous playmate. Listen, you can take your dirty mind whoa, and you can just whoa, take whoa, it. Whoa, 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 no, no, you can't, no, you can't say that. No, no you can. No, <laughs> That's no, the best part. no, dear Karen, we love you. The Bible doesn't support that. Please contact Josh Whitehead <laughs> at Faith Promise. Okay, okay, loosey-goosey, like I said in this last one. 
Loosey goosey, feel listen, it, feel it. No, no, you, you kind of loosen up. Do you want me to loosen up attendance? All the campus? Well, no, man, I you can't. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. Just there's wait. one more. Hold up, hold up. Hey, Dad, it's Micah. I'm gonna be coming to Mamaw's party tomorrow. Some things came up. Mm-hmm. What's gonna do? Oh, I got this. I got okay. this. Hold up. Listen to me, boy. There you go. Uh, under no circumstances or do you just skip Mamaw's birthday? I don't care who's offering you buy me a run of golf. It's Mamaw we're talking about. There we go. You don't have many of these shares left. Mm-hmm. I will see you at 6.30. Remember, I brought you into this world. I will take you out. <laughs> wow. You're steaming. You, you, you look good. You feel okay? You oh, feel I'm, good? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. Okay. Okay. Well... I'll be around. Um, I'm gonna go hang out with my friend Daryl. Um, so you have fun. We all have that voice in our head. That guy or that gal that lives in our brain that always says we're innocent and everyone else is guilty, that we should attack, that we should go on the aggressive. It is always there to let us off the hook, to blame everyone. And that mind monster is that mind monster is called anger. Are you with me, God? We know that every single person at every campus, from God behind bars to all the way around all East Tennessee, all the way back to Pelissippi, every campus, everyone deals with this issue. And so, God, I pray that you would give us revelation and impartation. I pray, God, you would expose us to ourselves, that you would let us see the mind monster that hides in our head and destroys our relationships. So, God, would you speak plainly as our prayer in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, last weekend, we began a month of what we're calling mind monsters. And that is the mind monsters of emotions that move from under our bed into our head. Emotions are the hammer that hell uses to drive the nails home that we continue to believe the lies that we've been told all of our life. And I was praying this morning about this and I'm telling you, I I just asked the Lord, Lord, am I bipolar? Because one day I understand the facts of the word of God, are you with me? And then 10 minutes later, my emotions overwhelm the facts of the word of God. Come on. And so one minute, joy of the Lord is my strength. The next minute, killing Michelle. One moment, joy is my strength. The next moment, killing her children. Are you with me? Are you? And so we all face that. So if you missed last weekend, we laid a theological, biblical foundation for the mind monsters and emotions. And we all chose to get on the P48 train, didn't we? Anybody helped last weekend? Come on, did anybody get help? See, I got so much email, so much stuff, so much on social media about people getting on the P48 train. We are praying for each other. Man, people were getting off wrong trains, getting on right trains, and God was at work. And so we wanna keep this, we wanna keep this movement toward freedom Rolling, we want to get on God's tracks of freedom, not the devil's tracks of feeling us out of what God has shown us to be facts in us. Does that, does that, make, does that make sense? 
So before we look at the P48 train, I'm gonna go back and read that verse out of Philippians chapter four, verse eight. Some of you have got a ton of mail, emails, phone call, video. I've, I have hit I have you every way that you can get social media, you can get any kind of information. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that means you're probably not a core. Core knows it. If you say, what is the core? That means you're not in it. And we want you to be there, which want to challenge you. Go to Next Steps this weekend. It's week two, the secret. Really, we find, God finds us, and then we begin to find freedom. And week two of Next Steps helps you begin to find freedom. Help get you in a group, all the get personal growth plan, all those things to help you move forward. We are moving forward in a charter change that we've had for 25 years. We're about to change that. And because Faith Promise really doesn't care about politics, they care about people. And when I say politics, I'm talking about church politics. It's just not we. But, and so a lot of the courses, hey, I don't, I listen, I trust the pastor, I trust the church, but I need you at those core meetings. I'm doing eight on all of our campuses except Farragut because there's no time at Farragut High School off church time that we can meet together. And so I will be at every, all eight at all of our campuses and welcome, by the way, and we'll, we'll answer all the questions. I'll be there, Pastor Josh, Aaron, our CFO, and really help you because, again, we want, we, listen, it's been a great 25 years. We want 25 more years of winning people and making it hard to go to hell from East Tennessee. So, so it's all about, let's get back to sort of our mind monsters. Again, if you missed it last week, please, listen, if somebody missed last week's message, do they need to go get it? Come on, you need to go get it. I don't know how many people said, listen, you hadn't preached many good ones, but that was the best one. So uh, they didn't really say that, not many. Those emails I didn't read. And so, and so, man, it just, God moved. And so we talked about getting on the P48 train. What's the P48 train? It's Philippians chapter four, verse eight. We talked about uh, verses four through verses nine, but the, but the train is P48. Did anybody memorize it? Come on, all right. The rest of you, come on, you're going to hell. So <laughs> memorize this passage because when the enemy attacks your emotions, this will be a sword you'll use. Finally, brethren, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's good repute, if there's any excellence and anything worthy of praise, dwell, think on, camp out, meditate. The P48 train is the train of thought you get on and it is the filter with which you choose whether you will get on a specific train of thought or not. Because people end up places they never wanted to be because they got on the wrong train. Are you with me? Never thinking the destination. You get on the P48 train, the destination is, the, is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That's Galatians 5, 22 and 23 called the fruit of the spirit. I call those redeemed emotions. Redeemed emotions. You can go before that and see other emotions, but when you destroy the mind monsters and you are walking just in the fullness of the Holy Spirit and he's, got, he's just got control of you, your emotions are gonna be love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Does that sound like an extraordinary life to you? There's no question. And so that's where the P48 train's gonna take you. 
And so it's incredible that we do. So in, in the book of Hebrews, I, I, I love Hebrews. It's an incredible chapter, uh, a book. In chapter 11, it's called the Hall of Fame of Faith. It lists great men and women of God who fought the lions. It's, it's, it's just, it's called the Hall of Fame of Faith. And then the next verse, now realize when the Bible was written, there was not chapters or verses. So we call it chapter 11, what the people that read it called it the next sentence. Are you with me? So what we do is we read chapter 12 and we divorce it from chapter 11. We sort of have it all in, but see, a text without a context is a pretext. You have to understand why that is in there, what matters, what's all going on. So we have just read of these incredible men and women of faith who have served God, laid down their lives for the kingdom, and then it, it, the next verse is, therefore, and when you see it therefore, you ask, what is it therefore? It's pointing back to the, to the great men and women of God. Since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, see, we've got people in heaven cheering us on. Are you with me? You think you're alone. Last week, we learned that Jesus is near, right? The Lord is near. I thought about that all week this week. We are being cheered on. So because we're being cheered on, and this is, this is really sort of out of the, the, the Greco-Roman Olympic Games. Let's lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. Come on, faith promise. Do we get tangled and tripped up by sin? Do we get whacked and jacked? All, every one of us deal with it. Let's be real. That's why we can't look down our holy noses and judge others because we got stuff too. Are you with me? That's why people are welcome if they promise. Man, listen, jump on in here. We're all whacked and jacked. Now don't jump in if you're perfect. We'll mess you up. So which so easily entangles us and let us run the race with endurance that is set before us. Would you surmise that you have a race to run given you by God? And because you have a race to run given you by God, you've got to lay aside all the weights, all the stuff, all the sin that so easily entangles you that keeps you from running this race. Man, you know, I, I mean, I'll see runners going down the road and I'm thinking those, there's not three ounces of clothes on them. Are you with me? And the new running shoes, it's ridiculous. But what are they doing? They are getting as light as they can. They are running the race. They're running the race. It matters. Pastor Kyle Wall is a long distance runner. He ran 50 miles and is preparing for a 100-mile race. I have one question. Why? <laughs> but that's what he does. Now, let me tell you the good side. He eats whatever he wants to eat. When you run a zillion miles a day, you can, eat, you can stick your head in a box of Haagen-Dazs. And so, but we were talking about his race, and he said every 10 miles, he had a new pair of shoes and a new pair of socks. Really, Why? Because by the end of 10 miles, my socks and shoes are soaking wet. And if I didn't get new shoes, I couldn't run the race. My feet would be blistered and I couldn't finish. So what do we do? We've got to lay aside every sin 
every weight, everything that entangles us. And come on, if you're listening, say I am. Do we all have some mind monsters entangling us? So that's why, honestly, it's why we need to be in a group. Because we find Jesus and we get freedom, we find God, and then after you find God, after God finds you, then you begin to find freedom and you never find freedom alone. Matter of fact, if you don't get a group of people around you that love you, that are praying for, that help you, you're gonna get so weird, nobody wants to be around you. You ever, listen, people don't get better as they get older, they get weirder. Are y'all with me? And I have friends and family that nobody speaks into their life because people tried, they got their throats ripped out. And they say, well, I won't do that again. And I watch people get weirder and more and more unhealthy and they love Jesus and their believers. See, we find freedom within a group of people. James 5, 16, confess your sins one to another. Pray one for another that you may be healed. He is so, and the effectual forever and forever righteous man availeth much. We share with each other. Are you with me? Come on. And then somebody says, hey, you, you ever notice how you're really angry? No, I never noticed that. Well, you are. You're just angry. No, I'm not angry. So ask the people around you. And then listen, listen. Quit defending your mind monster. Because that's what we do. I'm not angry. <laughs> Who do you think you are talking to me? Are, are you with me? We defend the devil's stronghold in our lives. And so we can't lay aside every sin when we defend that sin and those things that are entangling us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. Who for the joy said before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne for Consider him. Are you with me? Now, let's be honest. Come on, every campus. If you're listening, say I am. We all struggle with anger. Some of us show it outwardly. We say things, we throw things, we punch things. Some of us bottle it up. We, and then it begins to ooze out as a passive poison. Are you, and we, see, yeah, we're not yelling and screaming, but we're getting them. Passive aggressive. Every one of us in some way have to deal with anger. And I'm gonna tell you, if you let it, it'll destroy your life. So this weekend, let's open our hearts and say, God, is that me? Let's open our minds and say, Father, is that me? Because our theme verse for this year is Luke 18 and 19, where Jesus is quoting the prophet Isaiah in chapter 620. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? For he has anointed me, just like he's anointed us, to preach the gospel to the poor, to, to proclaim freedom to the captive, recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those that are oppressed, and proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. Now, here's still. Listen, are you ready? Anger captivates and blinds you. As does every other mind monster, it captivates you and, it, and it, it, it holds you and it blinds you so that you don't see, but everybody else does. And so it's common to all of us. See, at Faith Promise, we are real people with real problems. Pastor Kyle and I were talking the other day and we were dealing with a, a difficult issue. And he said, boy, real problems are nasty, aren't they, Pastor? That's why most churches dress up look perfect, 
go home and never get better. We just dress up, we all walk, we smile, we act like our lives together, we're whacked, we're jacked, we got all these mind monsters, we act like our kids are perfect, we wave in the parking lot and then we take our brains out of the glove compartment, we put them back in and we go live our normal life. I'm telling you, I watch people have lobotomies every weekend when they come to church. Are you with me? That's why faith problems were wrong real because it is the heart of God for us to win the loss and help them find freedom. Discover their purpose and make a difference. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we've always done. So the question is this, how do you plan to run this race without the mind monster of anger chasing you, consuming you, and controlling you? Are you with me? Now, like I said, shoes are important. And if you're gonna run a race, Man, you gotta have the right shoes. You gotta get rid of the ankle weights. You gotta get rid of all the weights. But if you're gonna run, you gotta have good. And I love shoes. I'm a shoe, I, I like shoes. I don't have as many as my wife. But I got some. And I like shoes. I, I enjoy them. And I told a story years ago that, that happened years before that. Me and a bunch of guys at Faith Promise, I bought a 1956 Corvette. Got an incredible deal. And I buy this car because I wanted to show my sons how to build a car. Are you with me? Which they never worked on it. And when they did, they screamed and cried. So that part failed miserably. <laughs> and so we built this 1956 Corvette, ended up, did a frame off on it, found the original engine. And, and I really wasn't planning on it because I'm sort of an excessive personality. You'd never know that. Uh, <laughs> because I'm excessive kind of guy, I built a show car. And I had a guy at Faith Promise painted it. It was shoreline beige and cascade green, white top, waffle interior. It was an incredible show car. I finished the car. It was at home because I was going to take it to a show and sell it because I needed the money to finish my house I was building. Didn't want to sell it? Had to. And I was cleaning up the house, and which you know me. Michelle calls me. I'm always working on a project. So me and the boys are on the driveway. We're working. And we needed to carry something off the driveway and put it over in the wood pile, which required me to walk off of the driveway into the yard. And, and I had a brand new pair of white high top uh, Reeboks. Are you with me? Are you following me? And I looked at the boys and I said, listen, I do not want to get my shoes dirty. Now you didn't preach in sneakers back then. We've come a long way, baby, but... And I said, I don't want, and so they said, okay, dad. I took one step, literally one step off the driveway into the yard and I just sank six inches deep. I looked at them, I looked at my foot. They looked at me, terror filled their faces. <laughs> and and it, it, literally, I can't even see the high top on my rebus. brand new white. You know what I'm talking about? They never look like they look when you buy them. Are you with me? And so I yanked the shoe out of the mud, but the shoe stays there and I just come completely out of the shoe. Now my sock is muddy, my pants are muddy, and the shoe is stuck in the red mud. I'd love to tell you, I sang a praise song. <laughs> Fat little naked angel babies floating around, that's not what happened. The anger sharks begin to swim around. Michelle, my sweet dear wife, was on the deck watching this happen, knowing that if she laughs, I will send her to see Jesus. 
I reach down and pick up the shoe. When I pick it up, it's covered in red mud and gravels. And with every bit of my weak little rag arm, I threw that tennis shoe. It went over, it hit the top of Michelle's minivan, glanced, went right, just barely missing the top of the garage, landing on the trunk of that freshly painted 1956 show car. I look at Michelle. I look down thinking, which of her two boys am I going to kill? Because it wasn't their fault, but somebody needed to die. Michelle, to which looks and said, boys, come here. In a very calm, come here. Come here, what? Just come here, come here, hurry. Come here, come here, come here. Come up here, come, come up, really, come. come on, come on, come on, hurry. He's fixing to lose it. Actually, no, he lost it minutes ago. He's gonna kill y'all, hurry, come up here. I walk in the garage. Now I'm shamed because I'm an idiot. I pick up the shoe covered in mud. I see the gravels all over that fresh cascade green paint job. I start picking the gravels and the paint out. And I know I'm gonna take the trunk lid off, sand it down and repaint it. Why? Because I'm an idiot. Are you with me? See, I threw something that day. I threw something off, but it wasn't sin. Anybody ever been there? Come on, am I all alone? Do not make me come to your house. I know. Come on. See, I damaged the car. Big deal. We damage people every day. In our anger, in our fury, we damage people. So what I'm telling you is I need the control of the Holy Spirit just as much as you do. I have mind monsters like everybody else. And our theme this year is follow the filling because we believe where the spirit leads and he wants to lead us into freedom and away from the emotions that destroy our relationships. See, because can I tell you that shame, a matter of fact is if, if, when I look back in my life and I, I'm serious, the greatest regrets the greatest pain is I look back in the times I lost my cool with my wife and my kids, the people that I love the most on the planet. I was a rageaholic. And then when they had kids, you know what I said? Oh God, don't let my kids treat my grandkids the way that I treated my kids. And I know that people do what people see. So I knew that without an intervention of God, my kids were gonna do to their kids the same thing that I did, scream and yell all the time. Come on, all right, I'm, you, you say, well, you're a terrible pastor. <laughs> I know, I got it. See, we've gotta, we gotta stop looking behind to the mind monsters that are chasing us to look forward to the spirit of God controlling us. And I rarely, come on, I rarely, I rarely blow it and scream and yell. The place I'm tempted to get the angriest is on the golf course. Trying to, trying to do it, but trying, to, trying to get it. So none of us have arrived, have we? So let's don't act like we're perfect. We're all trying to get this thing done. It's a choice. Do you want to be chased by mind monsters or do you want to be led by the Holy 
spirit. Now, when I was a kid, in my most impressionable years, I had two stepdads. In my most impressionable years, both were extreme rageaholics. In fact, my first stepdad was such a rageaholic, I was so terrified. I went to bed every night with a stomachache and actually began, developed a, a, nerve, a nerve issue and stomachaches all the time because I never knew. And everybody in a home that lives with a rageaholic, all, everybody walks around on eggshells because they don't know what's gonna set the rageaholic off. Are you with me? So if you're a rager, man, if, if you can't control your anger, I just wanna tell you, God loves you, you can overcome, but you're ruining the people that you love the most. You're ruining their life. You're ruining their life. And it could cost you your marriage. It could cost you your kids. I just have supernatural grace and my kids knew I loved them. And, and man, we've talked about all that stuff. We've walked through it. Man, I don't want on the anger train. It's a runaway train. I don't want on the runaway train. Are you with me? I want to walk on the, I want to live on the P48 train. Man, I don't want to ride, I don't want to scream and yell at my wife. The woman that I would die for, that I can't, that I want to say ugly things to. My kids that I absolutely adore, that are my best friends, I want to be ugly. No, come on. And so we got to, we have to, we have to acknowledge it. We have to, we have to, we have to recognize it so that God can heal it. Are you with me? And so people, people do what people see. The, the really, the, the, the crazy thing is that people that grew up in rage all homes that hated it are the ones that become ragers. People that grew up in homes of alcoholics that hated it are five times more likely to become an alcoholic than those that didn't grow up in a home with an alcoholic. It's re- those people that were sex abused as a kid are three times more likely to be sexual abusers even though they hated every second of it because people see what people do. What you do speaks so loudly, I can't hear what you're saying. But here, listen, my goal is not to bring guilt. My goal is to bring hope. My wife's in love with me. I don't know why. My kids love and respect me and they know me, man, to the core. I'm not perfect. I deal with my monsters, but can I tell you more than anything on the planet, I love Jesus. I love Jesus and I wanna honor him with my life. So here's the deal. Ephesians 5.18, memorize Philippians 4.8, memorize Ephesians 5.18. Do not be drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Are you, are you with me? Ephesians 4.30, do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed in the day of redemption. When those mind monsters rise up, it grieves the Holy Spirit, especially anger. And so what you need to do is you need to give your spouse or somebody very close to you permission to give you a sign when they see the veins popping out on the side of your neck. Time out. Because here... When something happens, your first response is emotional. It's not logical. Your brain hadn't kicked in. Your emotions are already, man, right, fight or flight. We're boom, we're ready right now. Are you with me? And so the Holy Spirit doesn't control our reaction. The Holy Spirit controls our response. Reaction's immediate. Takes the sex stops. Okay, Lord, I, I need, okay, Michelle just said something. I feel it burning. Are you with me? Come on, guys. 
Don't look at me like you're spiritual. Don't get. I said, okay, come on, let's calm down, Chris. Think about that. It's emotional, wrong. Holy Spirit, fill me. Help me, help me love my wife like Christ. Love the church. Give me wisdom. Do I always do it? I needed to say that before she jumped up and said, he doesn't do that. You can. You can do it. You got to recognize anger's coming. You've got to reject anger's control in your life. You've got to replace the anger with spirit-filled emotion, which is the peace that passes all understanding. That's where the P48 train's taking you. And you've got to retrain your mind to follow the feeling. So every day, that's why we surrender. Are you with me? Every day we surrender. We get up, spend time with God. I surrender, take over. Is this helping anybody? Listen, I'm just trying to be raw and real. I will never project perfection because, man, I don't have it. But you know what? I'm way better than I used to be. Come on, and most of you are too. Come on, give yourself a hand. You're way better. So now, if you're not a Christ follower, you've heard that old adage, you can run, but you can't hide. It's just so true. And here's the deal. If you're not yet a believer, if you've not taken the step of faith and surrendered your life to the Lordship of Jesus, I'm just going to tell you, he's after you. Now, When God gets after you, you might as well give up. Now, here's what we all did. All of us that are already believers, we all ran from God originally. Didn't we, gang? God was after us. We ran. And listen, I'm so grateful that God's faster than we are. And he called us. And listen, God wants to catch you right where you are at whatever campus you are. God wants to catch you. Because see, you can't get on the P48 train until you've gotten on the Jesus train. Romans says, chapter 10, verse 13, if you'll call upon the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. So campus pastors, all of our campuses, if you guys just go ahead and come on up, take over, lead some people to Jesus, walk them through the offering, listen, By the way, Anderson and Campbell combined last week, record attendance. Way to go, guys. So proud of y'all. Way to go. Farragut, rocking. Actually, we're hitting absolute new levels. God is doing a work. And man, what a privilege to be a part of the movement of God called Faith Promise. So now it's God behind bars. It's online campus. Everybody else is disconnected. And if you're ready, Not to be religious, but if you're ready to begin a relationship, Jesus is ready. We're going to lead you in a simple confession that we've sinned. He's going to forgive you. We're going to receive his gift of salvation. For it's by grace through faith that you're saved, not of yourselves, the gift of God, not as a result of your works, lest anyone could brag about what I did. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. It's, It's all the work of God. That's why we get to rest in God's grace. Even though, we never, even though we'll never be perfect on the side of heaven, we just rest in God's grace. Are you with me? So, man. Let's, so at all of our campuses that are left, let's, we're gonna pray this prayer with you. We're gonna pray it out loud. If you're ready to turn your life over to Jesus, dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I know I've failed. Forgive me. I get off the wrong train. I get off the sin train. 
I get on the Jesus train, going the other way, going to heaven. You paid the price. You gave a gift. I receive your salvation. I'm getting on board. Transform me. Now help me find freedom. My purpose and make a difference in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, come on, somebody give God some praise. That'd be good to be in the house. So I didn't ask people to raise hands. Sorry, ushers, that was my mistake. I missed that. That was all me. If you prayed that prayer with me, do me a favor. Take the communication card that's in front of you. Guide by bars. Talk to some of our volunteers online. If you'll click right there, fill the card out, do the top part. Check the circle, I'm making a decision to follow Jesus. I would challenge you to make the second circle, which is baptism, because if you just surrender to his lordship, you got on his train, and when you get on his train, you put on his clothes, and his clothes are baptism. You let the world know I'm on the Jesus train, I'm not ashamed. And then number three is next steps. That's how we find out about the core, but so much more than that. Week one is how we, how we find God and where faith promise has been. Week two is how we begin to find freedom. We develop a growth plan and we find a small group because again, that's how you grow. We're gonna be launching about 120 adult groups in the next few weeks, getting ready for an alignment for at the movies, back to the movies in September. And we won't open up the door. Again, it's not about you finding friends, although you'll find friends, but that's not the, that's not the manifest reason. The reason is so you'll find freedom. Pray one for another. Are you with me? Because I'm telling you, I've walked with brothers, pastors, mentors, and friends that have helped me walk in freedom that I literally never knew was possible. And so uh, you can, matter of fact, you can, at the Saturday night, just go ahead and check your kids out, check them back in, go to the chapel, go to the chapel and you can start week two and this week three next week or 11.30 service. I mean, during 11.30 on, uh, you, at Pelosi, if you can go there. Has it been good to be in the house of God? Come on, somebody. Is this helping you? Because listen, my goal for you is to live Galatians 5, 22 and 23, redeemed emotions. The mind monsters are crushed and freedom is felt and walked in. That's what I pray for you every day. As we get ready to move into worship through giving, uh, if you'll fill all the cards out, guests, you'll fill about dropping the offering bucket and through those center doors at those tables, some smiling people out there, they've got a gift for you. We just may want to know you were here, how we can serve you. Uh, next steps or whatever thing else you need, put on the communication card, put it in there. We will, we'll, we'll do whatever we need to do to serve you. Well, right now in the world, there are 40 million slaves. There are more slaves on planet Earth today than in any time in human history. It's ridiculous. Uh, and every, it's, it is, it, it's, and one of the slavery, and we've got some groups that minister, is sex trafficking. The average lifespan of someone who's involved in sex trafficking is seven years. 94 cases of trafficking minor, in, in Tennessee, minors are involved. There are 100 children every day on sale for sex online. 
83% of all victims of sex trafficking are female, and 27% are children. We live in a sick world. Are you with me? And what we have, we have folks that are here that are out making a difference. Lindsay and uh, Lindsay and others. We got small groups that that's there. That's what they that's what they get together for. They get together and pray, and they go out there and do that. And so you can find out more if you want to be a part of that. But as you give, part of your part of your giving goes to doing everything we can do to help protect people from being trafficked. Are you with me? Are you with me? So let's make a difference. So as you give, please understand, the man, it just goes for the kingdom of God locally and globally. Some of you will give for the first time, way to go. Others of you give, are moving to a, le to a level of tithe, way to go. Others of you give above that, thank you. And all of us are getting ready for Heart for the Harvest that'll be here before we know it, won't we? School's back in, Thanksgiving's around the corner. And so let's get ready. God, I thank you for this church. Thank you for these folks. I pray, Father, that you move in power. And Lord, I pray you'll bless the gift and the giver in this offering and use it for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said? Amen. All God's people said? Amen. Come on, give God a shout of praise. Amen.